0: Welcome to The Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben
1: Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to The Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me back. This week, after a week off, thanks to Mr. Andy Frasco, none other than Dave Burles Berlin. I'm back, Doc. Yes. But I must say, Andy killed it covering
2: for me. Right. So shout out to him for bringing it. Yeah. Like he always does. Mm-hmm. Giving it a little
1: Andy Frasco
2: flair. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: He's he's living it big on the uh, on the tour. He's got one more week with uh with big something there and. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's off to like two hundred more shows. What? So you know. Yeah. <laughs> just just just, just <laughs> he's a few. Be, he's a busy man. Very busy. Uh Dave, how are you this fine Wednesday? Mm. Dude, not too bad. Can't complain. You know, good another hump day. Good. But we're getting closer to the weekend. Yes, I too am well, Dave. What about you? I'm good. Huh? I'm good. My uh my beard. It's uh it's mm-hmm. it's getting long. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're at that decision?
2: Do I mm-hmm. trim? Mm-hmm. Which level? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. How much? I don't. I or don't go away.
1: I'm getting really. I'm really getting mountain manish. Homeless. You know, mm-hmm. I've I went further yep. than homeless. More like I haven't seen civilization in a couple of months. You know, <laughs> uh, I thought about it. It's been five months. Five months uh, since That's I've a good trimmed good amount it. Of time. Yeah, yeah, and I can I can tell it's getting a little bit long because when I go for runs, I can feel it parting in the middle, Ew. you know, and one side going to the, <laughs> the other. Wind. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's not the coolest look, you know? Nope. I mean, it's a little bit of a Forrest Gump look, but, I mean, I guess, I guess it's good to trim your beard every now and then, you know, give the uh, people the impression you care what you look like, you know? I mm-hmm. guess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but y- you know what You know what I'm going to miss, though, if I tr- trim my beard? You
2: are going to miss being able to put pens in it.
1: Well, yes, we all know I do like to... Uh, all kinds of different coloring and drawing supplies I do like to store in my beard. So true. But mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the fascination that my beard gathers from children under the age of two in public. Wait, what? And s- oh, God. That I, like they want to touch it, or you just they just make eye contact. Yeah, no, no, no. no I, know, I know, I know, I know that came out, and everybody was like, "That sounds super creepy." <laughs> but let me explain, <laughs> listeners. To those children. I am a mythological creature that has never existed until I popped up in front of them in the grocery market checkout line. That's right. Like, they didn't know I... You're like Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. They're mesmerized. They don't cry. They don't smile. They don't laugh. They're just fixated on me. Like, what? What is that? It's... It's sort of like a human. It, It walks like a human. The eyes are Kinda very like
2: Santa Claus, very
1: human-like. But then there's this patch of fur, and I don't really see a mouth. Hmm. What is that fur? I don't know. Right? They're just and anywhere I go, they just follow. They're like, huh. Mm-hmm. all right, he's going down that line now. All right, where's he going now? It's guaranteed. If I go somewhere and an under two-year-old child catches sight of me, they will be fascinated, yes! just out of sheer curiosity, trying to discern. What I am. And then, following that, one of my favorite things about this, Dave, is eventually the parent will turn around and look over at what their kid is looking at, you know, Uh. to make sure they're still alive. (laughs) And they'll see me. They'll realize that their kid is fixated on me. And they're like, oh, out of all the people in the store, you chose this homeless wizard of Florida to be intrigued by? (laughs) Really?
2: Now they're gonna come ask me for money.
1: Really? Why couldn't you've been interested in the hot blonde dude in aisle seven? Oh, yeah, said, come on, not mm-hmm. that guy. This guy, really? And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Actually, I never say anything. I just, I just no. stay as the creepy guy. That's a fact. But, yep. but. Uh, then I have to give their parent the look, like, don't worry, I didn't start this. I'm not going to abduct your kid. I'm not (laughs) planning on stealing your baby. Trust me, your baby started this. I didn't start it, you know. But... Uh, the only time this doesn't happen, the only time you don't see this happen is when somebody in that baby's immediate family already has a long beard and long hair. Hmm. Right, it, if the dad is bearded it, up. Yeah, then yeah. then they've already been acclimated to it. But then there's something that happens even weirder, right? Um,
2: I think your dad... That's a fact.
1: Yeah, exactly. So a couple of years ago at the office I used to work at, one of the ladies... Uh, that worked in this office. She had a daughter that was like a little over a year old. And uh, the lady's husband also had long hair and a beard. But her husband's hair was like light brown. Like, lighter than yours, you know? It was, like, light brown. Yeah. And uh, and blue eyes. Didn't really look like me at all. Nope. Uh, well, this lady would bring her daughter to work, and while the lady was working, the daughter sometimes would, like, play with a ball in the hallway, and it like, roll down the hall. And every now and then, the ball would roll up to my door, and she would run up and pick it up and just look at me for, like, two seconds. Mm. You know, like, facial yeah. recognition. And then just be like, mm-hmm. Dad. Dad. Nope. And I'd be like, Bep, no. no, 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 wrong guy. Hold on, and I just have to, <laughs> I just have to turn her around and push her towards her mom, and be like, eh, yep, wrong guy. Here you go, back, back to the mom. You recognize that one? There you go. There you That's go. So funny. Which I mean, let's be honest. I, I sort of looked at that mom like, come on. No, get, expose your kid to some more people. Apparently she's not facial recognizing. She's just nope. she's got she's got two people, you and her dad, and she's just like that's it. That's all I've learned so far. That's my two cards that I can play. Bottom line, Dave, I don't know if I'm going to trim my beard. Don't know. I can't decide. Mm. Can't. I say if you do trim it, it's got to be a high number guard. Oh, okay. So you're saying like maybe like leave an inch, leave an inch, something like that? Mm
2: well what's like is what's like the eight or like uh, a six
1: i think that's like an inch it's around an it around an inch yeah that's, yeah. A,
2: that's a good like that's I, a, I pretty much do like a six that's sh- a good beard going that shows and
1: then a three i care but uh you know i'm also a man with a beard that's a fact yeah. yeah, and then a three is if, like, I'm trying to be really
2: professional, would mm. be like, hey, I'm still a man with a beard, but, but I'm professional. But
1: I'm here to own this business. I see. Yes. I see. Okay, well, while we're deciding this, uh, you think we should uh, stop boring the listeners and fire the show up? Yes! Yeah, they don't care about our beard. Lines, no. just fired up. Yeah. No. All right, <laughs> let's go. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Uh Dave, very excited. Very excited about today's show. We've got great music. We've got great guest. We've got music from Hayden Kaufman. Yeah, sound the alarms. Hayden Kaufman, up and comer from uh from Tennessee. He's been hitting the tune box a lot. Uh, he makes songs with our man Drake Freeman. They've created some songs. We're actually gonna hear one that they wrote together. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to hear a couple songs from Drake Freeman as well. Not only that, we have the fantastic comedian Andy Haynes. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. I plan on asking him oh. about uh, um, beaver taints. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's how I'm going to start it out. So it should work well. Oh. Uh, but in the meantime, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit.
3: good
1: Okay, uh, Dave, this one you got. I'm not worried about. You'll get it. Okay. So true. Born in Jamestown, New York on February 19, 1959. Our birthday suit where grew up loving sports. He was a three-sports star at Bronxville mm-hmm. High School and was given the title of school's best Athlete his senior year. Yeah.
3: Say what?
1: He went to yeah. Washington and Jefferson College in Pennsylvania for economics. In 1982, he became an administrative intern for the NFL. In 1987, he became assistant to the president of the American Football Conference. And
2: I t- guess Roger Goodell. There
1: you go. Yes. Yes. Oh. It is correct. You knew. You were like, administration, there's only one guy I know for there's, football. Oh. That's pretty much it. That's it. Yep. Yes, yes, Roger Goodell. And just so you know, uh, he became obviously the new commissioner in 2006. He's been there for 14 years. Last year, he made a cool $40 million, you know? God,
2: $40 million. Yeah,
1: I think about wow. it sometimes, you know, because sometimes people are hating on him so much, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Like they never get like personal with him. It's always just like we hate you for all the NFL stuff. And I'm like, "You know what? I think I could be hated on the NFL stuff for 40 million dollars pretty easy. It's So true. Oh, I
2: you could make the shirts with like my clown like with the clown nose stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can make fun of me all you want, but for 40 40 mil is yeah. 40 mil.
1: Yeah, it's pretty that's pretty uh I think I saw there, there's a lot of estimations because they don't have to uh, put out the his uh, paycheck I think I think that's the case mm-hmm. but I think the estimation I saw he's made 245 million since he was president mm. so wow not not bad not a bad paycheck no, he's doing okay so he just turned 61. Sixty-one for Roger Goodell.
2: Jeez! Oh, mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Roger.
1: Yeah. Well, you know that that money it seems to uh, make you look good for uh, older age. You know that's true. <laughs> well, they say the less stress, the better. Yeah. Uh, well, but Big says he is more money, more problems. So
2: oh, more money, more problems.
1: I'm sorry, I nerded it up. I'm too nerdy. I can't say it that way. Uh, <laughs> People, I would have said Hawaiian I would have said nerdy. mo money, mo problems, and people would have been like, What? No, take that back. Take that back right now. Yep.
4: Yep. Anyways,
1: <laughs> happy birthday you. <laughs> to Roger Goodell. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip it. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Okay, Dave. Uh this first story comes from the local news, CBS Channel 21 in Florida. In South Florida. Uh, Dave, have you ever partied with a peacock? Hmm. No, man. You know I want to, though. Warm. Okay. Well, apparently in Miami, people are done partying with peacocks. They are done. Uh, in the area of Coconut Grove, you ever been to Coconut Grove, Dave? Hmm. Uh, once, yep. Nice place. I like it. One of my favorite places yeah, in Miami. Nice. Um, peacock's have been traveling in groups of 20 to 40 birds and pooping and scratching all the cars in their path. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. One of the residents of Coconut Grove said he once felt lucky to live in the North Grove, but the massive infestation of peacocks have ruined his quality of life For him and his wife, Uh, he said, I don't want to remain forgotten in a filthy, dirty peacock land as a hostage to a group of birds. Wow. That got serious, Dave. (laughs) That got real serious. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. All right, Dave, give me your call. What's worse? Invasion of peacocks? Invasion of hippopotamuses? Hmm. Dude, I think, I don't know, dude. I think
2: the peacocks are worse because, like, at least hippos... (laughs) You kind of want to pet them and like (laughs) cuddle with them, but peacocks just—you don't trust me. Peacocks, you. But peacocks is not even a thought of like wanting to cuddle with them.
1: Yeah, but you can appreciate their their plumage. That's a fact. You can appreciate yeah, the plumage. At their feathers. You know. And what if they drop a couple of those feathers? You can put one in your hat. Sweet. You ain't got a fancy True. feather. You got a fancy feather. Plus, hippopotamuses. True. I mean, just think about that. Forty hippopotamuses roaming down the street. They are going to ruin some cars. They are. Oh, they're going to ruin F them. them. up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying, bad bad invasive species. Florida's not good on invasive species. It's no, not good. It's not, everyone wants
2: to be in Florida, even all the animals. Even the animals. animals.
1: Good call, Dave. They're all trying to get here. Okay, I don't think they had a choice, but regardless. No, they didn't. Uh, Dave, the next story is from uh, the Reykjavik Grapevine newspaper. I think we all read Ooh. it, right? I think so you all read it Yeah We all yeah. get into it uh, Make sure we keep up On our Icelandic news Well exactly. Dave I, I want to warn you Before you get too deep In your planning Of your summer trip To Iceland Because I know You're doing that mm-hmm. uh, Yeah They're moving The location Of the Icelandic Penis museum Wait what So No Yeah Yeah Also known as The Icelandic Phallological Museum Yeah yeah, but But all the folks out there, I know that they're worried about it. Don't worry. It's not going to close permanently. It's moving, and it's going to be three times bigger. Apparently, the current uh, curator thinks bigger is better. Am I right? Uh, ho, ho, ho. Side note, Dave. Iceland has the most museums per, per-, er, um, per person than any other country in the world. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Fun fact of the day. A lot of museums. A lot of museums up there. Dave, this next story, ABC Channel 7, WJLA in Virginia. Uh, this oh. this is a weird one. I, I, there's, there's so many things. So I got a story here. This past week, Sarah Peterson was reintroduced to her daughter, whom she hadn't seen for 54 years. Say what? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so Sarah got pregnant when she was 16 in 1966. She gave birth mm-hmm. to a daughter, Roberta. Uh, she had to support that child, but also had to take care of her, so she hired a babysitter mm-hmm. during the day. Right, mm-hmm. That babysitter was Alberta Lathern. Alberta uh, took care of the baby. Every day, Sarah dropped mm-hmm. the baby off at Alberta's. And uh, one day, Sarah came to pick up her kid... And uh, Alberta just left. Word. Just everything. Mm. Her her whole apartment was just empty. Like she took all of and her stuff and the baby, and she was gone. Right. Damn. A- and uh, so this is where it really gets Savage. weird. Apparently Sarah went to the police and was like, "Hey, somebody stole my baby." That's a fact. And they were yeah. like, "Eh, don't really have too much evidence for that." I don't think we can do anything. (laughs) And she suspects, Sarah suspects, and other people around this case, is because she was African-American, right? And they were a little laissez-faire about this. And apparently Sarah says she went to a lawyer and and was like, hey, uh, somebody stole my baby. And they were like, seems like a hard case. I don't know. Don't think we can take it. Wait, what? And so apparently, for 54 years, she couldn't find her baby. Like, I mean, and she, you know, obviously after like a couple of years sort of gave up, but just every now and then would be like, hey, you know, remember that time I lost a baby? Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Right? And she just bring it up every now and then. Uh, well, apparently, Roberta grew up with this fake mom for her whole life, right? Alberta died in 2007, never told Mm -hmm. Roberta the truth, right? Never told Mm -hmm. her, hey, Mm -hmm. by the way, I stole you, right? She just grew up thinking that she was just fully adopted, right? Just like, just in a a normal adoption. Nope. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, Roberta and Sarah's sister, Deborah were getting food at the same restaurant, and they called their names around the same time and realized that they had the same last name. And they started talking, and it didn't take too long to realize that Roberta was Sarah's missing child. She's like, hey, my sister has a missing kid named Roberta. Your name's Roberta? Crazy. And
2: oh, my God. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so they, they've been reunited. So this story, as I said, Dave, weird on so many levels. That's a fact. Like, so weird. Like, first, no cops? Like... I know it's the '60s in Virginia, and there were a ton of racists, but like, not yeah. a single one was like, you know what? She's got a she's got a point. We should probably check out right. and see if her kid's actually there. Like, who would come and make that up, anyways? Like, what, Why wouldn't somebody at least be like, eh, let's go look at her house." You know, well, like, there's got
2: to be one like not racist cop. In
1: yeah, the whole, like you know, a, squadron, or at least one that's bored. That's like, eh, give me something to do. Let's see what's going on. Like, you know, like, nothing. But, and then, like, and also, like, the evidence. Like, wouldn't you think she'd have, like, a birth certificate that she'd be like, here's the birth certificate, and this person is no longer with me. That's a fact. Like, you know. Anyways, second, after the Alberta character stole this baby, don't you think she would go and, like, change the kid's name? Like, the kid was... That's a good call, too. Like, yeah. the kid was four months old. She could have changed everything about this kid, and the kid would have been the exact same, never remembered anything. But instead, she's just like... True. Same name, and she didn't even go that far. They were literally, like, ten miles away from each other. What? And she's just like, ah, this is far enough. They'll never find and me here. Could,
2: it's so weird that they never, like, cross yeah. paths again.
1: So bizarre, man. So bizarre. And then that says a lot about this Alberta character because don't you think at the end of your life you'd feel like that was a like weighing on you a little bit like you're like oh right stole that kid I should probably probably let her know <laughs> say something you know yeah. like no just up and died man crazy well good for Roberta and and Sarah glad to hear you guys reconnected yes! make up for the yeah. last 54 years. Uh, Dave, this next story is from W-A-F-F, Channel 48 in Alabama. Uh, Dave, have you ever okay. got out of school for flooding? Did that ever happen? Mm, no, man, never. Okay, well, I never, I never got out of high school for flooding, but I did get out of school for flooding in grad school. <laughs> Had a pretty major flood oh, in South Carolina. Dang. Had to cancel school the, there. The toilet. What? Uh, oh, yeah, it that. was, it was, it was crazy flooding. You don't even know, Dave. Record flooding. Anyways. Uh, There was some flooding going on in the southeast all this past week. I don't know if you saw that. There was was some flooding in northern Alabama, and schools in the area were closing down. However, there was one school that wasn't closing or delaying for any of the storms or the rain, and uh, that was because the superintendent of schools, Robbie Parker, wasn't letting it happen. Word. In fact, he took to Twitter and posted a video to let folks know Nothing was happening. He, uh, he said, quote, I bet I've got a thousand messages from y'all. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. What? It's just a little rain. Y'all aren't gonna melt. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself for sending me all that stuff. Jeez. Right? Like, what? Huh? What? Didn't do anything. Nope. But I can tell you, Dave, if a student died... In a wreck going home from school that day, Robbie would be in some hot. Oh shit. T-
2: man, he'd have no
1: chance. Can tell you that much, but the article did stop and point out probably the reason Robbie wasn't too worried, because at the end of the article it said, "Mr. Parker is retiring at the end of the month." Uh, that's how it ended. So I guess he needed a couple of
2: days. Yeah.
1: Work. Rob, Rob, Robbie checked out. He's got that senior citizen itis. He's like, "Who cares? I'm leaving this school. I'm going to retirement. You guys can, you guys can forget it." But let me tell—I, I, I don't know what it is, Dave, but something about old folks calling social media apps incorrect names is hilarious to me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Tic Tac, Face space instabook it gets me i don't know what it is but when they makes you chuckle even though i know they're usually trying to do it to be funny it still makes me laugh still makes me laugh because we all we all know rob you,
2: you give him the pity laugh
1: no no it's a real laugh it makes me laugh because i know robbie parker doesn't have a tic-tac nope. that's not happening there's no way he's on TikTok. and let's be honest uh uh this TikTok. It's too much pressure for me, man. It's too much pressure for you to get into it. Oh, I can't be funny in six seconds. Nope. Like, I got to do something funny in six seconds? Listeners are well aware I'm lucky to do something funny in two hours. All right? (laughs) Six (laughs) seconds. You're just talking crazy. That's not happening. All right? It's not happening. Dave, next story, local news. We got a couple in a row that are local news here. So this first one... Uh, Jack's uh, News Channel Four. Uh, I've um, got a I got a part time job for you, Dave. Sweet. Okay. How good are you with buffaloes? I'm real good with buffaloes. Okay, good. Word. good, cause the old backyard buffalo micro dairy is looking for a part time milker. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. me, man. Yeah. So they've got Goldie the buffalo, and Goldie needs to be milked. A uh, lot of perks. How much you paying me? A lot of perks, Dave. First of all, 13 to $15 an hour, but hear me out. I know that's a little low, but hear me out. Yeah. Y- you get farm-fresh products for free, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. you get breakfast and lunch on the days you work. hmm Hmm? Oh, yeah. breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is what that, got... That increases the
2: wage a little bit that's there. Right, that's right.
1: That's right. Now, this is what got me on this. They are asking for someone who is committed, patient, mm-hmm. thorough, willing to learn, and do some independent thinking. Word. One that sticks out to me, Dave, I gotta say, is the independent thinking. I don't really see yeah. too much independent thinking as necessary. Nope. Like, you know, how am I gonna approach this milking today? What am I gonna do? Am yeah. I gonna am I gonna use my hands it's today? Pretty robotic. I'm gonna use my hands? I think I am. Yes! I think I am. Yes! Like, nah, don't know. Dave, sticking to Jack's. Same channel. Jax News Channel Four. Here we go. Here we go. I'm hoping, Dave, uh, you've never been in a gunfight. Is that correct?
2: Nope. Yeah, man, not yet. That's good.
1: Uh, Let's go with. uh, We hope never. Uh, Neither have I, Dave. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna win. Oh wow! Whenever I'm in one. Wow, I'm not, and I don't want to be in one. (laughs) So So, true. There we go. Uh, Don't want to be in one. David Medina he found himself in one on College uh, Mm -hmm. Collins Road last week. Oh. Yeah, yeah. David was with his fiance in the parking lot when he saw three people coming towards him. And apparently he knew one of these people and he knew mm-hmm. it was bad, bad stuff getting ready to go down, right? So mm-hmm. he told his fiance to stay in the car and he got out and pulled out his knife to defend himself. Hmm, Pro- brings a knife to a gunfight? Well, fight? that's the problem. He didn't know. They pulled out their guns and he was like, oh, rats, right? And uh, oh, rats. I, I, just, just so you know, I put in the rats, Dave. I don't know if he actually said rats. Nope. Um, they proceeded to <laughs> shoot him in the, l- the jaw, the leg, and the groin. Jeez. Now, oh, God. now I'll let him describe how he, he, he describes this. He says, quote, The bullet broke my jaw in 12 p- places, so I'm wearing a wire for six weeks. Jeez. I got one through the leg and one through the groin. Other than that... I'm all right. What? What? You mean other than the most, two of the most important places on your body being riddled with bullet holes, you're doing all right? Oh, that's pretty good. Like, that's it's like hearing that your house was on fire and you asking the fireman how the house looks and him being like, well, the kitchen burned down. The bathroom burned down. Oh, and the bedrooms burned down. But other than that, it's pretty good. <laughs> so true. Like that's no, the whole house. There's a lot of things that you just said that burned down. Like
2: and and like coming back from like a wire, like your jaw being <gasps> wired. It's not like a quick process.
1: No, no, it is a uh, it is a long process, a long process. Okay, and a frustrating one because you can't even talk. Well, apparently you get that out. You know. Oh yeah, it, you know back back before he may have typed it out. Back before Kanye turned into the Kanye of today, if you remember, his first studio album he recorded through the wire with a wire. On his jaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dave, this next story is from CNN.com. Um, one more time. Gotta say, it's in Jacksonville. Sweet. Uh, so this uh, this story, the Clay County Police had set up an undercover officer to bust drugs in the area. Bust drug dealers and drug deals, you know? So the yeah. undercover officer was contacted by Valerie trying to trying to score some drugs. Valerie mm-hmm. is a first-grade teacher at Jacksonville Heights Elementary School. Wait, what? Oh, God. Yeah, not good. When asked what she wanted, she said an eighth of an ounce of methamphetamines. And when asked uh, when she wanted to have this delivered, she said either before 8.30 at the school, before kids get there, or around 11 a.m., which is my lunch break. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, the Clay County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff J- Daryl, said, uh, in a case like this, for a teacher to be willing to leave the classroom, leave those children, and to have the intent to go consume any degree of narcotics and then return to the classroom, mm, that's unacceptable. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Say so. I'll agree with the sheriff, but like, let's be honest. It could like if she didn't leave the classroom, that'd be even worse, right? That's a fact. Like I mean if they had him bring it to you. Yeah. <laughs> like if she was just like, hey, I'm gonna be teaching. We're gonna be going over uh uppercase letters, so just drop it on the desk. I'll be in there. Like, you know, at least she left. You know, just saying. Yes, man. Just saying. Uh, she she was she was arrested, Dave. Okay. Uh, no longer teaching. No, no. Uh, this last story is also uh, Florida, but not Jacksonville. So this one we're headed to Pasco County, Dave. Pasco County. Oh yeah, our favorite. Yeah. So, this is from, even though it's a Florida story, came all the way from Daily Mail in the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm sure I could have probably found another outlet that had it, but that's where I got it. Um, Dave, do you remember going to the dentist in high school? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I always enjoyed it, right? Because, like, you know, first of all, uh, well, first of all, you're cleaning your teeth, Dave. That's awesome. (laughs) Good ho- oral hygiene. Yeah. Let's be real. We don't need to get you on a ramp for that. <laughs> nope. Second, yeah, it was pretty great because you just got out of school for that time, and usually I'd pick up uh, lunch afterwards. So it was pretty sweet for uh, that see, reason. My
2: mom made me do it first thing in the morning. Oh, lame. So I made miss like first period, maybe. Come
1: on, Miss Verland. Come on, that's no good. Come on,
2: Joanne. That's
1: no fun, Joanne. Uh, well, Dave. The, the, the uh, focus of this next story here, uh, Will Miller, that's what he was doing. He was going to the dentist. So mm-hmm. Will Miller was trying to go to the dentist on December 17th at River Ridge High School. And uh, Will had went to the school in the morning, not actually to go to school, but to drop off a friend. And then he was immediately going to the dentist appointment. Like he wasn't even going into school, right? He was just dropping, yeah. he's just being nice, dropping his friend off, and then going back to the dentist. So true. <laughs> probably his normal carpool. It sounds like Joanne forcing him to go early in the morning. Come on now. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Schedule that stuff at 10 a.m. That way, sweet yeah. lunch afterwards. Anyways.
2: Oh, so smart. Yeah.
1: So, as Will is getting ready to leave, a resource officer and a school administrator stopped Will in his truck. They literally, the administrator came in a golf cart and blocked his... uh Dude, they used to do that at my school. Well, they blocked his, his truck, and then the officer yep. was on foot. And, uh, by the way, if you want to, you can see all of this go down play by play with the body camera oh, footage that was released this month. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. As he attempts to leave, the officer says, quote, you're gonna get shot. You come another... F- Closer to me, you run oh, it. you run into me, you'll get f- shot. This is my campus, brother. Yeah, yeah, oh,
2: that last line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> brother, right? He turned into a brother. He told in, he turned like into some wrestler. kind of, I was about to say, a WWE wrestler. There, uh, <laughs> the cop then tells William that he is true. It all right, and uh, they go back and forth. And he's like, hey, I've got a dentist appointment. And they're like, proof. Show us proof. And he's like, I don't need to show you proof. Just let me go to my dentist appointment. And then the school official jumps in and lets William know he will be suspended for the rest of the week for, among other things, truancy and calling her racial slurs like the N-word. Wait, what? Side note for all the listeners. The school official is white, and so is Will. Hmm. <laughs> oh my God.
4: And Will's this...
1: like, what? You're being extremely racist right now. What are you talking <laughs> about? And then they go Do back. You
2: imagine being a parent in the back of like the, in the back of them, and like behind them. I would just, just be so
1: confused, like, so confused. So Will eventually backs off. Will finally is like, fine, all right, and he goes back into the parking lot. And then eventually he actually just leaves for his dentist appointment. Will has been expelled from that school for the incident. Girl, come on! And both of wow. these employees still work at the school. The resource officer still works at the school. Uh, That's
2: still his school, brother.
1: Apparently. <laughs> yeah, like, first of all, I got to ask Dave, like, why do either of them care that much that one of these students is leaving the school? Hmm, yeah, like, really? Who gives a crap? Like, no one cared in my high school when you left. They're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, Dude, it's, mine did man oh man mine could care less they're like is somebody leaving Yeah, who cares like I mean you know it's more about who's coming in like they're looking to see yeah. who's like coming in they didn't care who's leaving and Dave I'm gonna say something real radical here brace yourself get ready brace yourself Jeez, but okay. I think okay. any resource officer in the country that threatens to shoot an unarmed student they should be fired that's a fact call, call me bananas Call me bananas. I don't know if
2: you just heard me brace myself, but I just braced myself. Good,
1: good. Did, were you able to accept that radical blow?
2: Dude, oh, man. it's That's
1: pretty radical I know, of me, but I, I, I know. get where you're
2: coming from. Okay,
1: good, good. On that note, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from none other, as I said, than up-and-coming country artist Hayden Kaufman. Good pals with Drake Freeman. And, in fact, Drake co-wrote this song with him. This is Hayden Kaufman with... Tennessee.
5: Picture on the dashboard, bottle on the floor. That phone call lasts forever, but left me one more. This ride through Oklahoma. Ain't quite what it seems And I live out on the road Just to give her everything All night long, on my own Burning this highway
1: Here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave?
2: Guys, this is the time where I tell you to download our app or download our podcast through any app that you use. We'll get an app. Don't worry. Sometime we will. That would be sweet. Yeah. Once we get get big enough. Yeah, Games. There'll be Word. photos, videos. You can, like, trim Doc G's beard. Ooh. Say see what? what he looks like, you know, with yeah. a short beard, medium beard. What is yeah. that
1: called? But, where you where you had the little metal shavings and you put the, the hair on the guy? Like, you had the magnet. Do you know what I'm talking about? And you no, put the, that
2: must be a very old toy. Yeah,
1: well, I'm pretty sure they only sold it at Cracker Barrel That's and it was only popular that. in, like, 1934. <laughs> so, you know. But yeah, I'll figure out what it is. One. Don't worry. I'll figure out. I'll figure out. Okay. But check it out guys. www. Give G-show. us a good rating. Yeah. Yeah. Www. Dot, doc, dot com. Do it. Uh Dave, it's time. We need to we need to do some shout outs. We need to shout do some out shout-outs. to our listeners. So, first off, the regulars. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I got to say, a- Andy Andy was impressed with our regular listens. Yeah, He's, every time you said
2: a place, he'd be like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's right, Andy. And I was like, you know what? I feel like your show has the same, yes! probably actually way more. You just don't look at them. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, not, not saying that's bad, Andy. You got other things to do. Yes! I don't. Nope. So, there you go. Um... Regulars, Jacksonville, of course, Duval, all the areas, the Clay Counties, the Jacks Beach, the Ponte Vedras, the Atlantic Beach, the Neptune everybody. Beach, shout everybody. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina, shout out. Capital City of South Carolina. Shout Gainesville, out. of course. Florida, shout out. Shout Atlanta, ATL, shout out to those shout folks. Out. Ashburn, Virginia, keeping it real. Doc G lovers, right there. Shout out. Genoa, Italy. Shout out to to Andy's lover, uh, for uh, Georgina. <laughs> Georgina. Shout out, shout, shout out. out to her. Dublin, Ireland. Shout out to the Irish. Shout uh, Radford, Virginia. Shout out to the Highlanders. Shout uh, out. Mountain View, California. Near as you heard, where Andy went to hi- uh, college. Out. Nope. Uh, Citrus Heights, California up near Sacktown. Shout out to those guys. Shout Madison, out. Tennessee where actually I found some of our upcoming uh, guests are, are are stationed in Madison. Hogslop Band in Madison.
2: Shout out. Um Charlotte. That's the town right outside of Nashville, right?
1: Yes, that is correct. Right outside of Nashville. Yes. Northeast. Northeast side. Um... Charlotte, Charlotte, Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out to those guys. Maputo, Mozambique. Now I, I, I want to warn uh, Mozambique Charlotte. a little bit. We've got oh, are they are they, they dropping off a little? No, bit? No, no, no. They've they've got we we may be getting a new African connection. They're going to have to step up their game. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, I'm just saying. We still love Mozambique, we but do. I'm just saying. Charleston, South Carolina. Last regular. All right, semi regulars. Dave, here we go. Miami, Florida, they were getting the listens in, the 305. Tampa, Florida, they were getting the listens in. Shout out. Fort Lauderdale, they were getting the listens. We were getting all of Damn. the bottom half the of Florida. State. Yeah, shout out. yeah. Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that's where Drake That's where Drake hangs out most of the time. Shout out to Drake Freeman coming up here. Shout out. Uh, San Jose, California, shout out to those guys. Shout out. Uh, Leeds. United Kingdom, they're in Britain. Nice. Shout out Ooh, to those guys. Very nice. Barcelona, Shout Spain. Out. Barcelona, Spain. Shout um, out. Dallas, Texas. Tejas in the house. And lastly, Buenos Aires, Argentina. And as I told you Ooh. during the break, Dave, I think something yeah. crazy. I don't know if there was a movement going on in Argentina and they were just like, you know what? Doc G Show, 24 Rocks. hours. Rocks. <laughs> or if somebody we're, just we're accident, trending. somebody just accidentally just kept pressing it. I don't know. Something happened. And we had a ton of listens from there. Uh okay, Dave. Newcomers. Here we go. First newcomer. Biskra, Algeria. A new Nigeria. African. Yeah, new African connection here, Dave. I like it. Yeah, and so I'm not I'm a I'm not
2: African off between Algeria and Mozambique.
1: Yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to put the pressure on Mozi, Mozambique. I'm just saying, we're getting some listens from Algeria. You guys we're are going to have I'm not trying to, but we are. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to have to put you're going to have to put uh, put us out there. Put us on to some new listeners in Mozambique, you know? Uh Dave Biskra, it can get hot. Word. On uh, July 4th, 1993, the coldest the coldest it got in a 24-hour uh, period was 98.6.
2: Jeez. God. Yeah. So that was freaking the, hot. That was
1: the low for July 4th, 1993.
2: Yeah, that could have been at like 3 a.m.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and uh. it was. It was. It was like 3 or 4 a.m., no doubt. Uh, the highest day temperature in Biscor was 124. Jeez. So mm. it, it can get warm. They also have the Horned Viper, Dave. Horn viper. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's got horns. Looks pretty mean. It's got these little, little these little horns on the front. Looks pretty. Looks pretty mean. It's the most venomous snake in uh, North uh, North Africa. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, Tulsa uh, or, or Tuzla? Sorry, Tuzla, Bosnia. Tuzla, Bosnia.
2: Yeah. Shout out to all my Bosnian friends. Yes. Jacksonville's got a huge Bosnian population.
1: Really? Word. Didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Bosnians. Shout there. out. Uh, they, Dave, uh, Tuzla, has the only salt lake in Europe. Got a salt lake there. Oh, yeah. cool. Also got three universities, including the University of Tuzla. So true. Yeah, yeah. Not Tulsa. Not Tulsa. <laughs> no, not Tulsa. Good call, Dave. Good call. Uh, last one. Chatham, Canada. Chatham, Canada. Shout
2: out!
1: Right across from late, uh, Lake St. Clair uh, in Detroit, Dave. Yeah.
2: Oh, so it's just right there on the border.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's known as the classic car capital, too, of Canada. Also, oh, cool. during the 1800s, many African Americans moved to Chatham to escape slavery of the United States... And the recapturing in the north, and uh, in the 1850s, it was known as the Black Mecca of Canada. Yeah, but now right. the city's Fun only three percent African Americans. They, 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 they dispersed. No, they dispersed throughout the rest of the country. Okay, you would think
2: it would be higher, though. You would think like, if I mean, it, like, it would... hasn't been that long.
1: No, I mean it's been one hundred and fifty years, one hundred sixty years, you know, a couple generations. But apparently they were like, "All right, slavery's over. Get out of Chatham." Well, it's (laughs) it is cold. I mean, regardless of where you are at in Canada, I mean, if I, I mean, I would definitely move there because of slavery. But if then you told me it was gone, I'd be like, "Okay, can I go somewhere warmer?" We have Right, somebody, especially if
2: you're from the South,
1: you know. You know, you know. But anyways, thanks to all the listens. Thank you to all we the appreciate newcomers. Them all. Keep listening. All right, Dave, birthday suit number two. I don't know if you're going to get this one. But I will tell you, this week on Monday, very important birthday. Do you know who it was? Hmm. I don't. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just missed it. Yeah, February 17th, celebrating his big 5'7". Five seven, this year. Yes, Jordan getting up there, man. Getting up Damn there. Five seven, man. I thought I thought he would. To be honest, I thought he'd be a bigger present at, at the All Star game this year. You know, since it was in Chicago, and you know, right. I mean, well, he They've they've been promoting the Jordan company, been doing it for a while. But still, I just thought, you know but he's too cool for that. He's George. So true. Yeah, he's too he, cool for that. He
2: doesn't really like to do anything with anyone.
1: He he hangs out the like, limelight like man. figure. Yeah, no. He's not he, he keeps out of it. Like even when he donated those uh those um uh emergency cares in Charlotte, like he just had this little ceremony and was like, "Hey, here they are. See ya." Yeah. Like that was it. Uh anyways, Dave, now we focus on the one that you're probably not going to get. What? So, here we go. <laughs> Born February 19th, 1940, in Detroit. Throughout his childhood, he was very involved in music, loved performing. In high school, he had a doo-wop group called the Five Chimes. Hmm. They later changed their name to the Miracles. In 1957, our birthday suit wearer brought the Miracles to see Barry Gordy. With Gordy's help, they released a song, Got a Job. The Miracles signed with Gordy and became the first musical group on the label Motown Records. That's right. In 1960, they released the song Shop Around, which became Motown's first million-selling record. From 1960 to 1970, our birthday student produced 26 top 40 hits featuring Tears of a Clown and I Second That Emotion. During this time, he also wrote for other groups uh, at an artist At Motown Like The Temptations Marvin Gaye And The Four Tops In 1973 He announced that he would be performing Solo And he released songs like Cruisin' hmm. He has been a perpetual influence In the world of music Specifically R&B Name That birthday suit wear Hmm Hmm I, I don't
2: got it man Oh, oh, don't,
1: wow. I didn't think you did. Smokey Robinson. Have you ever heard Smokey? No, never. <laughs> no? Oh my gosh. Smokey, Smokey is smooth, man. He makes some really good jams. Smokey is a, a good performer. With well, a re- name
2: like that, he sounds like it.
1: Well, that's his nickname, right? His uncle gave him oh. that nickname when he was a kid, but uh, he stuck with it, and that's now what he goes by. I don't know if he changed his name officially, but yes. Smokey Robinson. Uh, if you get a chance, Dave, Tears of a Clown. I second that emotion. Cruisin', those are some jams. D'Angelo remade. Yeah, D'Angelo remade Cruisin' in the 90s, the late 90s which is uh it and it's very similar to the original it's a real jam if you got a sun, if you got a sun sunny day in the 70s not a cloud in the sky go out in your car crank up cruising you'll you'll have a good time trust me you'll have a good time all right uh, i will smoky turning the big 80 wow 80 for smoky Yeah, happy
2: birthday, Smokey!
1: Yes, indeed. Looking good for eighty. Looking good. All right, Dave. It's time for a very important segment we have been doing for a little bit now on the show, known as Interesting Factor. Who cares? Oh yeah, like it. Yep. Here we go. First one, Dave. Fresh life from salt life. Hmm. Interesting pointer. Who the hell cares? Interesting point. It's okay. I'm interested to see where this goes. Dave, we may be able to get fresh water easily from any ocean soon. Say what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Researchers at MIT have developed a completely passive solar-powered desalination system that could provide more than 1.5 gallons of fresh water per hour for every square meter of solar-collecting area. Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds
2: very scientific.
1: That's yeah. Well, the the key to the energy uh, efficiency is in the way of the stages of desalination. They use the heat from the previous stage, so they're very energy preserving in nature. So true. There are ten stages to this say uh, system, Dave, and they think that a system built for a hundred dollars from this uh, from this new uh, invention could create mm. enough water for a family per day. Wow. So. They get wow. this. They get this system. Pay a one-time hundred dollars to get the system, and they've got fresh water for the rest of their life.
2: Sweet, yeah. Yeah. pretty Man. good.
1: Not bad, Dave. Fantastic in, uh, invention right there. Good job, MIT. Dave, Man, here we go. MIT. Next one. I know more about your zipper than you do.
5: Wait, what?
1: That's probably true. Interesting <laughs> point. Uh, the YKK, Dave. On the zipper. YKK. That's on most zippers. Guess. YKK. It stands for Yoshida Kagyo Kagabushi Kagayasha. Yes. Oh wow. Y- yes. It's probably uh good that they decided to abbreviate that. That's a fact. Seems like something that would really take a uh, a lot of your zipper, if they did not abbreviate it. But that's yeah. what it stands for. They are a manufacturing company from Japan, and they have uh, they have a revenue of $6.1 billion, predominantly off of zippers, Dave. <coughs> predominantly off of zippers. From 1934 to 1946, they handmade all their zippers. Girl, come on! Wow. Yeah. And then after after World War II, they were like, you know what? Screw craftsmanship. Let's get a machine that does this, right? And they got a, z- a machine. But, yeah, that's uh, predominant, the biggest zipper company in the world. YKK. I'm gonna, there you I'm go. i to
2: look and see if any of my zippers have it. I
1: definitely guarantee you at least one pair of pants has that zipper. I guarantee it. Okay, okay. Dave. Next one. Whales have more heart than any other animal.
5: Wait,
2: what? Nah, I think you're just going to talk about size. Mm.
1: Who the f*** is? Oh, gosh. Look at the... Call Dave the decider. He's not interested. It's a pretty interesting fact, but... Okay. Dave, just by looking at your name, I can see how nice your tittles are. Word. Now that's an interesting (laughs) fact. (laughs) Dave, tittles (laughs) are the dots above lowercase J's and i's. Wait, what? their proper uh, title is tittle that's what they're uh, called I know it was a uh, it was a tease Dave but I knew, I knew I'd get you I knew I get you okay next one Dave we may be able to cure brain cancer with Ebola
2: oh that's interesting
1: yeah yeah interesting so Interesting fact. So, a a particular type of brain tumor called glioblastomas are some of the hardest to treat. So true. They're often lethal. So, researchers at Yale have been investigating the fact that some cancer cells don't have the ability to build up an innate immune response to viruses like typical cells. So, the researchers have been uh, sort of combining the genes of different viruses so they essentially will attack only cancer cells. Wow. So one of the specific virus genes they've been using is the MLD uh, gene from Ebola. Yeah. Wow. And that helps hide the Ebola virus from being detected by our immune system in general. So in this scenario, it's helping this uh, created Frankenstein virus to attack only cancer cells. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and basically be hid from our immune system. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, though, Dave. That seems like a place where things could go horribly wrong, and I would not want to work at that lab. Yeah, that's true, too. (laughs) Like, I don't... Like, you're like, oh, what do you guys do? Well, we work with some of the most deadly viruses, and we put them together. So, Mm. that's cool. Like, pass. I do not want to work in that lab. Good for those folks, though. Okay, here we go, Dave. Next one. The Supreme Court is full of ballers. Hmm...
2: Um, that's probably true, so interesting fact.
1: Okay, Dave, it's actually a little bit of play on words. The building where the Supreme Court is, there's a basketball court on the top floor. They have a full basketball court where all the lawyers, judges, clerks, and anybody else that regularly uh, works there can use. Yeah. Oh, man, that's sweet. Yeah, and it's known they the 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 pet name for it is the highest court in the land we'll you know? play play in the on the word there supreme <laughs> court highest court yeah yeah I see what you did there all right Dave here's another one if a lobster says hi to you it's gonna pee on you what <laughs> interesting point this is this is weird Dave I did not know this, this is about and I'm so proud. I'm surprised I didn't know this because I took a lot of comparative physiology classes and I did not see this one. Uh, lobsters have two urinary bladders on each side of their head and they communicate with each other by releasing urine into the surrounding waters. Like, Yet another reason why it makes me wonder why they're such a prized delicacy. So true. <laughs> it tastes so good, man. <laughs> like, you want to eat a giant sea bug that pees out of its head?
2: Yes, yeah, please. as long as it's got some melted <laughs> that's why butter with the, it. That's let's why do you don't it. eat
1: the head. <laughs> that's why you eat the butter. That's, that's fact. why you eat the butter. Yes! Uh, Dave, here comes another one. I think this one's pretty interesting, too. Um... You better not let anyone catch you with just one guinea pig in Sweden. Wait, what? Only one.
2: Yep. Um, uh, I
1: kind of want to know what happens if you only have one. Interesting point. Okay. Since the Swedes have done research, they understand that guinea pigs are social animals. So true. And that they are negatively affected both in psychological and physical health when they are forced to live alone. So, therefore, it is illegal in Sweden to just own one guinea pig. That's right. If you get caught, you will be fined. I don't know how much, but you will be oh, fined. Man. Right? So, if you're going to own a guinea pig, you have to own multiple guinea pigs. Which, <laughs> That's crazy. S- which side note. <laughs> no other animal. Which side note, if you own multiple guinea pigs, you're instantly super cool. That's a fact. So, there you go. I mean, let's be honest. How cool are you if you got, like, five uh, guinea pigs?
2: Everyone pretty... I know with multiple guinea pigs are super cool.
1: Super dope. Super dope. All right, here we go. Next one. Lions can get pretty loud. Hmm. Eh. Who the cares? Oh. Okay, it's interesting, folks. Look out how, how loud they can roar. It's ridiculous. All right. Termite queens are old as shit. Eh.
2: Cares. They're probably old, but not that oh, old. Oh, man.
1: It, they're super old. Trust me. Check uh, it out.
2: It's, tell me. Tell me how old. N- nope. 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 No.
1: Nope. no. Uh, maybe uh. I'll tell you, Dave. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to tell the listeners. They got to do it. Okay. They, you, they got to be forced. Thing. They got to be forced to live with your actions. They're not going to be happy. Okay. Okay. Uh. We're going to take a break. We are going to hear from our former guest, Drake Freeman, and then we will be right back with none other than comedian Andy Haynes. Welcome back to the show today, everybody. We are joined by a fantastic comedian who has done a lot. He's appeared on The Late Late Show. Conan, Jimmy Fallon, wrote for a bunch of shows, narrated some shows, has a podcast. And I must say, for 37 years old, this man has lived a lot of life. Mr. Andy Haynes. Andy, how's it going?
0: Hey, it's good. I'm I'm, I'm doing great. I'm out here in uh, sunny Los Angeles.
1: Oh oh, a little bit of a change up from uh, New York is your home base now, isn't it?
0: yeah, I've decided to start skipping winters <laughs> I, uh, I used to be a full on like ski bum, and for some reason now i I just can't do it nope i'm I'm completely uh I'm softened by my my old age i d-
1: I don't blame you at all man we don't we don't like to experience winters in Florida at all, so I completely understand. <laughs> completely understand. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to start out today by actually following up with the conversation you had on another show. Word. So l- l- let me let me catch the listeners up real quick. You were on community service with Craig Conan, and uh, you guys were talking about castor oil that comes from beavers. And I gotta say. Oh i had i had a lot of questions about that when you guys started talking about it i I was i was fascinated um so i wanted i wanted to fill you in i did a little bit of extra research on it Uh, apparently it's not used that often nope it's only 300 pounds of it are created a year of castor oil so it's it's not that often used and the only place that it's always used swedish schnapps that's where it's used constantly Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes from the cat wait, is
0: it it's from the anal gland?
1: It's from castor sacs. So actually it's it's in the taint of the beaver. Sweet. It's not actually in the anal glands. They have anal glands, they also have castor sacs. So yeah, it's a completely different that means location.
0: That every time you're having every time you're having Swedish schnapps, you are having a little bit of Paint juice from a beaver.
1: Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yes, and apparently well, that's why I quit drinking. Actually, <laughs> so
4: that's a fact.
1: It's 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 enough to make somebody stop drinking. That's for sure. Uh, they apparently anesthetize the beaver when they milk the castor sacks, so they're not actually uh, awake when they're doing this. If they keep them alive, no, no, and I
0: mean I feel like the beaver would probably. Kind of want to be awake for it. Ooh, yeah. What I hear from uh, prostate glands, I mean, I'm guessing the castrum <laughs> gland probably also pleasant experience.
1: Perhaps, perhaps for them. But there is also, when I looked it up, there's a huge market on eBay for castor sacks, just to buy the whole thing. Ew. Like apparently there are some weirdos out there that just want to buy the whole sack and like eat it or do something else with it i don't know what you do with it but they're pretty pricey and they're pretty popular on ebay apparently so
0: and it's been removed from from the 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 beaver
1: yeah yeah just a a dried caster sack they were all dried i'm not sure what the drying process does but they were all dried so that kind
0: of reminds me of that that the fable with the goose and the golden egg you know it's like your desire for castor oil um you know can't be so great that you kill your castor producer it's true
1: it's true True. but apparently apparently that's what they used to do back in the day all the time was kill the beaver now that's not really allowed so they do the anesthetizing get the castor castor castorum oil that way but also Fun fact: It contains salicylic acid, the same ingredient as aspirin. So you get a little bit of pain relief with castor oil. Word. <laughs> yeah, I I choose I I choose uh, what I look up. I I use my time wisely by looking things up like that when I get sidetracked on a on a uh, interview. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Valuable information.
1: Very very.
0: This is the last time I, I buy aspirin when I know that I just need to go to a dam yeah. to find the same stuff
1: for Ex- free. Exactly, exactly. So now that I've I've lost at least half of the listeners by talking about something that they have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, let's 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 talk about you. Let's go back in your life. Uh, so you're originally from Seattle. Uh, what what do you like most about your hometown? And what do you not like about Seattle? Hmm.
0: Um, I think it's like a double-edged sword. It's it's like a very um, small town kind of vibe. It's it's like very cozy. Um, lots of good like restaurants, art, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the quaintness the quaintness can be kind of like suffocating. It's got a lot of old people, like <laughs> just sitting around libraries you know just being quiet and it's a lot of the people from seattle are like uh descendant from like scandinavians mm-hmm. so they got that kind of like stoic grumpiness um
4: sweet
0: and also it's the kind of place like you know like when people complain about like uh political correctness or like sjw's or whatever that is it's like to such a greater degree, there. I mean, I even in my own family, there was people that, you know, like my, my sister. One time, moved out of a house because the people threw a luau, and they were white people. And they, my sister was like, "This is, this is outrageous racism." Wait, what? A luau that is Hawaiian indigenous culture. Did, I don't even think there was any Hawaiian people there to get mad about. I
1: was, I was about to say that's that that does that seems a little bit extreme. I I don't know if I don't know if I would have thought that about a luau. I'd just be like, hey, free food, awesome. Yes. All right.
0: Yeah, it didn't even occur to me to get mad about it until my sister, and then I was like, oh well, that's that's pretty extreme. <laughs> you gotta have. I think that, that you you can't get offended for a person that's not there. I mean, I guess the idea is that you would want to block somebody from that offense.
4: But, yeah. Like
0: you know, it's like I know all these people. A lot of times I'll I'll tell some jokes about like uh, police brutality or like, you know, like some racism stuff. Yeah. And I'll, it's actually, you know, it's against racism and I'll see all these like white people get all like tight and like upset and then I look and there's black people laughing at it. It's, It's a very bizarre phenomena that's happening now where white people are offended for people that they don't even know, aren't even relating to.
1: I, th- yeah. I, th- I think they're they going the extra, you know, the extra mile trying trying not to offend. They're going yes. hyper. White,
0: white guilt, extra credit. That's what we'll call it. Now, white guilt, extra credit.
1: I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> so I heard before, and I've, I've heard you mention this before uh, in interviews, before you got into comedy, you were actually looking to become a professional skier? Word. Is that... Is that true? Did you, how, like, what made you want to be a skier and how good were you? Um,
0: I was, I was really good in comparison to your average skier. Yeah. But when it came to the actual pros, I wasn't that good at all. Um, I was, you know, like, I'd skied from age three till 24 or something like that. And, um, you know, I would go, like, 100 days a year. I, I opted out of going to college right away so that I could move to Lake Tahoe and try to, like, pursue it. But the truth of the matter is, I like, I had no discipline. I never treated it like a like a sport. You know, I kind of treated it like this hobby. Yeah. Um, I'm also, like, a big, clumsy, large man. And, you know, to really be good at that sport, it's so high impact. You kind of need one of those, like, tiny jockey bodies. Yeah.
1: The, um, the five three hundred thirty pound body.
0: Yeah, real lightweight guys, guys that are 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 good in the air. Um, but one time I got thirty seventh mm-hmm. uh, at a national competition.
1: Nice, which seems
0: fair. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, I mean thirty
0: seven yeah. is pretty good for the nation.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I would like to be thirty seventh really in anything. I think so. True. Pretty much. That I mean, out of the nation, that sounds pretty good. That's. Out of 333 million people, it's pretty solid, pretty solid number, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I still, you know, it's still um, what I bring up when I fight my girlfriend. I go, <laughs> how dare you talk to the 37th best year mm-hmm. in 1999. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yes. She, kind of, she doesn't that, care. But. Valid, valid argument right there. You should probably win every single one with that. That works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so you when I'm making
0: reservations at a restaurant. I also drop that. I'm go, you don't have a table. You know you're talking to.
1: That's good. That's good. It probably get you get you the best one in the house. Best seat in the house, no doubt. So true. <laughs> yeah. After after skiing though, after you gave that uh, that dream up, you did go to college. You went to Fairhaven, which is in Washington. Uh, studied socio religious studies, and. Uh, it seemed like to me from from uh, looking into this, when you graduated from college, you were sort of in a, in a wash of ideas in what to do. And you sort of had this idea of going to, to grad school and, uh, um, were, you, were you still thinking about skiing at that point, or had you completely given that up?
0: No, I gave up skiing when um, I was with a group of skiers, and we were going to do a road gap, which is a jump that goes over a highway. Mm-hmm. Just a two-lane highway, but still a <laughs> highway. Just a two-way.
1: And, um, it's not like 15 lanes. Don't worry. Nothing big.
0: <laughs> well, there's, there's guys that'll jump over pretty significant gaps, but... Um, I I just wanted to make it over. Mm -hmm. And the other guys were like, you know, one guy wanted to do a backflip, another guy wanted to do a 720. And I just knew in that moment that I was never, I was never going to want this as much as that. That was not worth it to me. Um, But yeah, I started comedy actually um, January of my senior year of college. Mm. Um, And um, I kind of just, it it switched my whole focus it was just like automatically I'd found the thing that I was supposed to do and um I you know I didn't know it could be a career so I was still like looking into um you know grad school because I was thinking about going into academics or possibly some kind of like nonprofit or consultation type of work Mm -hmm. I was even thinking about the foreign um the foreign service like diplomacy stuff for a while Mm -hmm. that was attractive to Uh, But then I just kind of, I moved to Washington, D.C. because my dad uh, lived out there. And um, it was just, like, very obvious that that's what I wanted to be doing. And so um, the uh, grad school application never got finished. The next thing you know, I've been doing it for 15 years.
1: Yeah, well, so I I heard at that same time, it's like right after you graduated, you ran into uh, Robin Williams in line for ice cream. And...
0: uh, Yeah, in that small town in Washington.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How were were you a, were you a big Robin Williams fan or was it just, uh, just that happened to be the crazy comedian that happened to come in front of you at that time? Mm.
0: Um, I was a huge Robin Williams fan. I, I you know, I actually, I, I liked stand up as a kid, but I think I, I would have, um, you know, like if somebody was giving me the option, then I would have wanted to be like a comedic actor. I, I, I loved like Good Morning America was like one of my or Good Morning Vietnam was one of my favorite movies. Nice. Like of, nice. of my childhood. Boris Whitaker, him. Uh, who else is in that? There's a couple other great actors. But um, yeah, I, I loved it. And um, I. I was in this little tiny ice cream shop, but I was like walking up to it in this small town, this small town, Bellingham, Washington. And I heard people running around, like on my way into the ice cream shop saying like, I just saw Robin Williams. I just saw Robin Williams. And I was like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) And then the the next thing you know, I'm like standing in line and I look in front of me and it's Robin Williams. So I was like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just started doing stand up comedy. Where should I go? And he was like, you should move to San Francisco. Sweet. And so I planned to move to San Francisco and then uh, went to visit Washington, D.C. And I'd i been to San Francisco, but Washington, D.C. was just... The scene there was amazing at the time. It was like Rory Scovel, Seton Smith, Aparna Nancella, Hampton Yunt. I mean, just like really, really fantastic comics, all about the same age, all with the same kind of like work... Uh, um, Ethic, yeah, it was just it was such a good choice to make. Right. Sorry, Robin. I sorry, I ignored your <laughs> your uh, advice, but I think I made the right choice. Oh, you
1: you you moved to a a a big city to do comedy, so it was. I mean, it's close enough. It was, I mean, sure, it was across yeah. the country, but it was close enough. It's fine. Uh, so so you mentioned as far as liking comedy and liking acting. I've I've heard you say multiple times. Saturday Night Live was one of your, you know, favorite uh, comedies growing up. As far as just comedy sources, yes! uh, would you say you have a favorite SNL care uh, um, favorite SNL uh, cast member?
0: Hmm. Oh man, that's so hard. Um, I mean, I, I think like if I really had to boil it down, I think Phil Hartman was just. He was the, the the my favorite. I you know I loved Bill Murray on there. I loved Daddy Murphy. Mm. I loved John Belushi. Cool. Um, I loved. Uh, I'm such a misogynist. I don't. I can't even remember all the. Oh. I mean, Gilda Radner. But um, who's the Jane Curtin? I love Jane Curtin. I thought she was so fantastic. Nice. Um, and I mean, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Like some of the hardest laughs I've ever gotten, you know, like that I've, for me, that it, when she did like the, uh, Lawrence Welk show sketches, I could never get over those. Those are so funny. But Phil Hartman was just like the epitome. I mean, he, he could like really just do every character so good. I think that guy Beck Bennett is, is kind of similar where mm-hmm. it's just like a, a real, uh, of a earnest guy
1: nice nice i I'm, I'm all over the board with mine i don't i don't know i, I was trying to think of it and i can i, I can narrow it down I, I had i had chris farley on there i had uh, uh yeah. D- david spade norm mcdonald yeah. uh will forte and will ferrell that was my top five when i was trying to think about it but there's so there's so many other good ones that I that i was like ah it's too hard too hard to come up come up with one so i decided to give you to you as a question to make it hard for you so that i appreciate was... <laughs> that i appreciate that uh, so you've obviously had some some big moments in comedy and i'm always interested i want to know you know wh- when was the first time in your career that you thought like you had made mm. it like something happened that you were like yeah this is it I- i've made it in comedy well,
0: um, i don't know if i've ever felt like I made it um, because, you know, I'm like a psychopath and it's, you know, I'm always looking to the next thing. I have a real hard time accepting, uh, well, being content. Yeah. But uh, I remember when I did Fallon, when it was the the late show with Fallon, Mm -hmm. um, I remember people telling me I was famous, like friends who didn't understand how show business works. Yeah. Um, They'd be like, you're famous, dude. And, uh, I remember being skeptical, but I, you know, I, as soon as I got a, I, when I got staffed on a sitcom and I kind of saw what that job was like, I was like, Oh, I don't need to worry anymore. (laughs) I was wrong because I didn't get another sitcom job for a couple of years, but, um, it was like, you know, uh, there's some absurd money to be made in uh show business. So if you get those opportunities, uh, be a good boy is my advice to you.
1: <laughs> that's a fact. That's that's good advice. That's good advice. in, in the 16 years of doing comedy, uh, can you pick out like a favorite moment that you've had that you can look back on and just say, "Yeah, that w- that was one of the best."
0: When I got passed at the uh, comedy cellar, that was that was probably my favorite moment in comedy. Nice. When I I was on my way up. State in New York, and uh, Mark Norman texted me because I'd been trying to get an audition for about a year mm-hmm. uh, since I'd moved back to New York from LA. And uh, I was like going upstate, and Mark Norman texted me, He goes, What are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm just headed upstate. And he goes, Well, Esty wants you to audition tonight. And Wait, I- what? I was with my two buddies, and they were just about to take mushrooms.
4: Mm.
0: <laughs> I'm sober, but they're about, they about to eat magic mushrooms. And I was like, hey, guys, um, you might want to temper the amount of magic mushrooms do you right now because we need to go back to the city. And um, then, you know, like the whole thing, like went, uh, he- headed into the cellar, introduced myself, uh, found out when I was going to go up, and then it's like this, it's almost like uh Seems very ceremonial when you think about it because um SD usually stays in the back of the olive tree, which is the restaurant above the comedy cellar. Mm-hmm. And then like when she watches an audition, she comes downstairs. She sits at the bench and she watches you and um and then she takes you upstairs and kinda gives you your answer or doesn't speak to you ever again. Wait, what it's very uh, terrifying. And uh it was, uh, yeah, it was just magical. Because I was like, when I started comedy, I, it was a couple months after the documentary Comedian came out. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be a seller comic someday. Like, I want to I wanna work at a comedy seller. And so to be able to actually, like, realize that, that was, I mean, that was such a dream come true. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, you know, t- talking about that, you being in L.A. now, and uh, you talking about uh, getting that gig in New York... And I've heard you talk a a lot about the two cities. Uh, Is it fair to say that you enjoy doing comedy or stand-up comedy more in New York than you do L.A.? Mm.
0: Yes, very much so. Uh, In L.A., I feel like an alien half the time. Uh, (laughs) Because, yeah, it's it's very, like... I mean, you know, I think... uh, Good comedy is good comedy, but I feel like I, I don't really know what to do in LA half the time because uh, the comedy store has a lot of very uh, cool, attractive men who are like they're just they're just great at talking about the novelties of hooking up, and then the other side of town is like the alt shows where everybody's like you know playing a theremin and uh, you know doing a interpretive dance of their relationship with her mother Sweet. and i'm just kind of i'm a pretty low energy joke teller yeah. and uh that seems to work in new york uh pretty well,
4: <laughs> well
0: it- i will raise my voice for punchline though I, I i will say that if you are coming to see me expect to
1: the punchlines to be louder. <laughs> <laughs> expect the volume to go up just just a hair. It's going to come up. You'll know. Just a
0: hair. It's respectful, but it's going to go up a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it surprises me because I've also heard you talk about how uh, the, uh, the audiences in New York seem to, you know, they have an edge. They don't really care about what you're doing. Um, does does that make it harder as far as the uh, would you say the audiences are harder to to please in New York than in L. A.
5: Um, they just kind of they're
0: New Yorkers or they're at least savvy enough to understand the comedy there. It's like you know the comedy store is like right across from the Blue Note jazz club. Yeah, and that's like I yeah I feel like it's it's the Village. It's like you know it's like people go down there to see really great artists um work on their their craft in a very you know in a much more uh, bare bones way mm-hmm. yeah. and you know I, I love doing comedy in la like i'm not besmirching it at all but a lot of times when you get up at like 12 o'clock at the comedy store in the main room like as you as they're like saying your name everybody's like oh okay there's no more famous people coming and like you know, literally like half the audience gets up and leaves and it doesn't matter what you say. I'm not going to be able to get them to sit back down. Like, you know, they paid their bills, they're on their way out the door. And then you're left with this like archipelago of an audience. It's like a, just five islands around a warehouse of people. It, it's just it's, it's that the tightness that you get at the comedy cellar and you know, it's all those New York clubs, not to say I perform all over the city, and they're all, it's just the epicenter of live entertainment. I mean, if you want to see live music, live theater, all that, all that it's it's just, that's the the drive there. Everybody's going out to do the show that night, where I feel like LA, a lot of times stand-up is like, oh, I just got done shooting my TV show, I just got done writing all day for this sitcom. Maybe I'll go down by the, you know, I'll go do a spot because that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'll see my friends.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's 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 not the focus. It's the drive in New York. That's what you're there for. I like it. I like it. Um, not
0: to say that there, I mean, there, there's so many fantastic
1: comics in LA too. It's just, Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I have to tell myself
0: that so that I don't... Uh, move
1: here (laughs) (laughs) so uh outside of stand-up you've you've done a lot of other uh a lot of other things uh like one of the favorite things that you uh you've done recently that i actually really enjoy is you narrated uh now this episode on uh who is stephanie grisham um yes I, I gotta ask, how how did those things like go, and how did you get offered that? Like, do you just narrate, and other people write, or did you write that, or how does that work?
0: I mean, I, I get asked uh, a couple times a year to do something of that nature. Usually, they want you to write it and narrate it, but uh, now this kind of has like a a tone that mm-hmm. they set for all of their their material. Yeah, I was totally allowed to punch it up, but um, that was. That was mainly their their writers, and they just asked me to, if I wanted to narrate this, and um, I like I liked what they do, and also, yeah. they get a lot of people, we get a lot of eyes on it. So oh, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, I'll do this. Okay. And also, you know, it's critical of the president, so that's pretty fun.
1: <laughs> it's... It's definitely got a lot of eyes on it. It's already had like, I think it was like when I looked at it it was like 760,000 views or something like that and uh jeez. So, another thing you've done, uh I like I like the videos. You you've done these videos around uh, around the world in Andy Haynes. Uh and it it seems seems you you like to you you really like to travel. Is there a place um that you haven't gone yet that you would really love to go? Hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I want to go to... Well, like, I I really love, um, like, absurdly short trips to places that are way too far away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, one time I tried to fly to Hong Kong for the weekend. <laughs> um, and I always, you know, when I make those videos, I try to kind of make up a, a reason that the trip has gone astray. <laughs> But um, I think I would love to go to South Africa. Um, I want to go so many places. I mean, I can't really think of a place I don't want to go to. Um, But I I would love to go to South Africa or Zanzibar, which is like an island off of Tanzania. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Nepal. Nice. Um, Yeah, I don't, you know, I want to go to Budapest really bad. I was supposed to go to Budapest like the day that I booked Corden so I had to cancel that trip so <laughs> Girl, come on. that's still on there
1: he ruined it way to go jeez late late show yeah, ruining I up, trips
0: I had to give up my one day trip to Budapest so that I could be on
1: television. <laughs> well, the it's a really rough life. One of the most recent ones you did, you actually went to the, the the Czech Republic. There, uh you did Prague in the video, and and the reason I bring it up was because I I got really excited because obviously in Prague one of the big things that they have is the Charles Bridge. That's right. And yes, I, it, that has special meaning on this show because we have a segment on the show. Uh, called. Why would you review that? That's a fact. And it all started because oh. one day we had a uh, news uh, segment about the Czech Republic, and we were like, "What? What is it? What are they known for?" And we didn't know. And we were like, "And I so I googled it, and the first thing that came up was the Charles Bridge. And then when I looked at the Charles Bridge, as, as far as the the Google pages, it had a hundred thousand reviews on Google, and I was just like. <laughs> what what would people say about a bridge? Why are there a hundred thousand reviews? And then we started looking at all the the one star reviews. And there was one person that put quote walked over it, didn't feel anything special, sad, one star and we were just like <laughs> what what did they think they were going to see when they went to this bridge and i think you explained oh, it perfectly I, I in your video i think that was pretty much you know your review when you went over the bridge we're like all right that's a bridge there's some people here that's uh there you go yeah
0: i was pretty disappointed with the charles bridge oh. uh, i need to review it I'm Yeah. to go review it
1: yeah you need
0: the to mo- put- because- the Moose Karlova—that's the the Czech description or pronunciation.
4: Mm. Mm. In, case you,
0: in case you ever go to Prague and you need to find the Charles Bridge,
1: get, get the Moose Karlova. I was about to say, get the inside info. You'll se- you'll seem like a, a local yokel. You know, hey, what's up? Totally know what this is. Um, so you've also one of the other things you've been doing, you do the Be Best podcast, which you've been doing for a little over a year. You got 19 episodes. Um and yep. you actually just did a uh an episode very recently with your friend uh, Jason, Jason Sines. Um Yeah. And you said that was that that was your favorite episode. Uh why why was that episode so uh so great?
0: Well, cuz I I'm like a constant overshare and that was like kind of the impetus for the uh podcast was that i wanted to talk to people about serious things like because i can talk about serious things and have it not be like a big deal for me yeah like I, I'm, I'm open open book and so i wanted a podcast where people could kind of like um casually speak about big things in their life you know mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. And so that's like what the what I started the podcast for. And then it kind of got away from me where there was a lot of episodes that were just like straight up earnest. And I didn't want to be an earnest podcast. I'm a comedian, you know, yeah. right? that wasn't my goal. Um, I'm also not a, a therapist. <laughs> and um, but Jason was just so open. And I actually think we got like some really, you know, interesting moments because he'd gone through such a serious transformation in his life but he was so he was such a good sport about it I made a bunch of dumb (laughs) jokes and he just kind of rolled his eyes and he was cool about it and then on top of that you know we we got in between all the joking and laughing we talked about some serious things because it's just you know he's paralyzed from the waist down it's it's called an incomplete injury so it means that they don't know if it'll get better or if it'll stay the same
1: um, yeah, I actually, I, he, like, I, I learned a, a lot about, you know, about his injury, about paralyzed folks in general, actually, through the joking when you were, you know, when you were bringing things up, you, uh, some of the things you were joking about. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I sort of wondered that, too. Is that, does that happen? Yeah. You know, um, but it, it, it was, it was a, it was a very good, uh, very good interview. Throughout the the whole process, you sort of, uh, like you said, you go through it serious but not serious at the same time. And uh, definitely definitely hit a lot of major points in there.
0: I appreciate that.
4: Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, one of the other things, if uh, the listeners are out there that follow you uh, and keep up with your life, they are well aware, like you said, you are a sober man. You've been uh, yes. you've been completely clean for uh, about coming up on five and a half years. Um, yeah. Now I've heard you talking about the times that you weren't sober, and uh, one of the the stories that I hear you bring up a lot, you were speeding in a minivan and flipped it, and then immediately went to a store to buy alcohol and demanded that the cashier speak Spanish. And you got arrested. Jeez. Um, first, I got, I got two questions. Was um, that your minivan that you flipped? And then, two, would you say that's the craziest thing you did when you weren't sober? Hmm. Uh,
0: no, it was not my minivan. It was my mother's minivan. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, yeah, she wasn't too happy about that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then probably the the greatest um, amount of property damage, as far as my drinking career goes. <laughs> but not the craziest. I mean, I, I woke up a lot of places I didn't want to. I smoked <laughs> one time accidentally. Um,
1: accidentally, that was pretty crazy. What, what, what did yeah, you it think like, it was?
0: I thought it was a. Lift. Mm. Thought it was tobacco and weed, and it turns out that there was no weed in there. It was just <laughs> crack. And uh, that's a
1: that's was, a bad a bad realization right there.
0: Yeah, that's the nice thing about weed is it has a very distinct smell and taste. And so if you're smoking something and you detect the absence of that, you are probably not smoking weed. You're probably <laughs> smoking some kind of crack.
4: <laughs> some uh, variation. It was
0: it was in the, um, it was in the tropics in Belize, hmm. and so, uh, you know, we just ran around a, a small barrier island with street dogs for a couple hours, and then, you know, <laughs> that was
1: it. <laughs> well, it, at least, it, yeah, it, it didn't run into anything bad like flipping minivans and getting arrested, so uh, it turned out better, actually, than that that incident. That's good. Yes! Um, but you actually, you, you take your, uh, you know, you take your sobriety, obviously, uh, seriously, you actually run programs now, as far as sobriety programs. Uh, what what do you appreciate or like the most about being sober now?
0: Oh, I mean, it's just uh, it just the the I'm in an anonymous twelve step program, and uh, it just saved my life. It just was uh, you know it just totally transform transform my. Uh, my entire identity and purpose in life, and priorities, all of that stuff, I just, um, I can't say enough. Like, um, you know, I, I, I have to stay generally vague about it because that's part of the program, but uh, 12 Steps, I mean, it just, it just transformed, um, it transformed my entire uh, my relationship to existence, and my purpose here and kind of accountability and things like that but also um there's a ton of hot chicks in sobriety and that's pretty cool you know just some real wait what babes
1: nice nice just just being attractive trying to get sober i like it i like it that's good Um, So, so now my
0: girlfriend just rolled her eyes at me.
1: That makes sense. I could see that. That would, that would also, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So I I got a couple questions outside of the career, outside of sobriety. I wanted to just do at the end of uh, interviews. I like to do a couple random questions. So, uh, oh great. First off, where is your favorite place to nap? If you have any place that you could nap. What would that place be? Mm. Um,
0: on my girlfriend's bosom. Mm. Wait, what?
1: Nice. Nice. That's a. Or, it's quaint.
0: There's a specific. Um, there's a, a, a specific model of IKEA couch called the Keflek, I think. Mm. I think that's what it's called. And it's the way the it's got kind of upholstered armrests that are just like two inches off the actual couch. It's like a boxy couch, mm. and man, that is perfect for my body size. It's like a it's just like a perfect little pillow. I put on some ASMR, mm. and I just I just nap for a good thirty minutes, fully erect.
1: Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? That sounds like a pretty good nap fantasy right there. I like it. I like it. Uh, what household chore? Do you actually enjoy? Is there a household chore that you actually enjoy?
0: Hmm. Um, I really like washing the dishes.
1: Nice. Nice. Hand hand I wash, like huh? It? Yeah, I,
0: I enjoy it. I, I mean, I, I like doing chores. Anything not to do what I'm supposed to be doing, oh, the best.
1: I, I don't know if you can actually count it as like a, a chore, but I enjoy hanging frames. Like anything that I can hang oh, on the wall. One. yeah. That's... That's that's one of my favorite things to do. I feel like I'm very good at making them even. It makes me feel good and accomplished. I look back and I'm like, look at how even that is. Everybody appreciate how even you that what, is.
0: You know what I really love? I don't love a frame cluster, but there's like a thing that people will do in New York. It's like a kind of, I guess you would call like a style, um, where you see it a lot and kind of like um more design centric apartments or restaurants where they'll just cover the wall in like the wall will be covered in frames different colors different textures different mm. kind of pictures like photos mm. and paintings i love that look
4: nice
1: um,
0: it's a real it's a real new yorker snob thing
1: i'm gonna have to look into it that sounds like something i could definitely get into i i i'm i'm not aware of this trend i don't know man
0: there's a magazine, which is like a very bougie magazine called Apartamento, mm-hmm. And it's just each mag each issue is just them, you know, doing nine or ten visits to famous artists' apartments or houses. Mm. And just asking them about their their homes. But you get a lot of ideas for how to make your tiny, not wealthy apartment
1: look <laughs> nice. Sweet. How you can increase the bouginess of your own apartment. I like it. I like it. Okay, last yeah. random question here. If you could start a charity, what would it be for?
0: Um, A charity? Yeah. What would it be for? It would be a charity where we got dogs that had, had their tails snipped. We would mm-hmm. get them prosthetic tails.
1: Oh, nice. A very meaningful charity.
0: Yeah, just to kind of give them the confidence because my dog right now, Charlie, he's got a big old fluffy tail. Mm. And I honestly, I think it's the locus of his, uh, you know, his self-confidence. It's, it's the, the axis with which he, you know, the pendulum swings.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and uh, you it, well, you don't think that's the actual because a lot of people say, you know, they had what, what are they? They're called nudicles, I think, where they have the, the prosthetic yeah. testicles. You actually think it's the tail, though.
0: Yeah, Charlie, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't miss his balls at all. He's <laughs> actually, he's kind of, he's gender fluid. He appreciates nice. the, yeah. the freedom with which, you
1: know. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's a good charity. We need to start that charity. Somebody can start a GoFundMe <laughs> right now. Um, Please do. The I actually lied. We have one more question. I always ask this to my guests, regardless of where they're from. Uh, I feel like you've spent a lot of time in both New York and L.A. and Seattle, really, and D.C. So you can choose whatever city you want for this question. But I always ask, if I were coming to your city and I ask you where I should eat, I've got one night to eat, what restaurant would you tell me to go eat? So you can choose the city. Tell me the the restaurant in that city. Hmm. I would
0: go to... A restaurant called Paseo, which is a Cuban sandwich shop in Seattle, and I've I've yet to have a better sandwich in my entire life, and I'm not even a sandwich guy. Wow, nice. but um, they're 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 actually Michelin rated. They're like a little hole in the wall sandwich spot, but they're Michelin rated. They're so good. Wow. Um, Paseo, there's two locations um, in New York. I would go to Parm in Soho. Mm-hmm. It's a little tiny, like, you get, it's like five option pasta place.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Um, that's where me and my girlfriend went on one
1: of our first dates. Parm. Uh, Sweet. We still go there for family
0: dinners with our friends. All and right. then um, in LA, um, LA has like amazing food, but I'm gonna throw a curveball. Go to Tacos Delta for a breakfast burrito.
1: Tacos Delta Breakfast Burrito. I've got it. I've got it. I'm putting them down on then, the list. And
0: then D.C., um, I, I, the food's pretty general there. There's some amazing food there. I don't really know anything that super stands out to me, but the Old Ebbets Grill is always a good time. They're got some. they open 24 hours, and they got some of the best crab cakes.
1: Oh, man. A 24-hour a tw- oh. place, they're always going to be. They're gonna be solid. You gotta give it up to them. Yes. They're working overtime. I like it. Okay, so I got. Yeah, and you'll
0: be you'll be eating with like next to the real life Claire Danes from Homeland. She'll be taking a jazz <laughs> break to go and you know feed her intelligence diet.
1: What good, good. I'm I I think if I'm listening, to them, I'm putting Parm at the top just because I'm excited about Italian. So that's where I'm going first. Parm Parm in New York. I'm excited. Uh,
0: yeah, but it's hard to go wrong there with the Italian.
1: It's, it's, yeah. Pasta and sauce, man. It's fantastic, regardless of what type yep. of sauce. It's fantastic. Uh, Andy, before we go, what do you want out of 2020? What's the goals for 2020?
0: Um, I just want to keep on making, um, you know, just continue to put out a lot of comedy and yes! um, hopefully make some more substantial projects. Yes! Uh, I'd like to, um, lock my girlfriend, um, down, uh, legally. That's because, right. Because, um, she said if I don't, she's going to leave me and oh, no. my friends. Oh, oh And, um. <laughs> Bro, come on. <laughs> and then I would like Bernie Sanders to be elected, uh, the president of the United States.
1: Nice. Feel the burn. I like it. I like
0: exactly. it, man. Yeah. I like it
1: that is good Andy we are up against a break man but I want to thank you for coming on the show we really appreciate it
0: thanks so much for having me I appreciate it this conversation was
1: great yeah folks in Calgary he will be at Laugh Stop four nights in a row coming up then you'll be in New York for a week and then back in LA check his schedule out on IamAndyHaines.com follow him on Instagram and Twitter at IamAndyHaines.com we will be right back here on the Doc G Show
5: Hey this Rock Montana, mucho yo, and it's rockin' yellow on the Doc G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know.
1: And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Drake Freeman once again. That was Creek Don't Rise. Thanks yeah. to Drake for that good tune. Thanks to Hayden Kaufman for that good tune. And of course, Thanks for Andy Haynes for spending some time with us. Fantastic, yes, yeah. Thanks, fantastic. Andy. I think I think his, his girlfriend was laughing at us the whole time, just thinking our show Probably. was a little ridiculous. What? I think so. Well, the way he started it
2: off, you know, well, she's she's got
1: well, she's got a very popular podcast too. Her podcast is let's uh-huh. let's face it, much more popular than ours. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it, Dave. It's it don't don't. Don't I'm doing okay in my corner yeah, over here. Yeah, Rosebud yeah, Baker. If you want to check it, check it out. That's 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 his girlfriend. They're doing fantastic, and we need All to right. check out Dave Parm, New York. Yeah, we do. Parm. I'm gonna get on it. I'm gonna get mm. pasta. You know, people know. I've I've mentioned many you a times on Italian. this show. Amen, Amen, Dave. I dig my. At- What's there not to like? It's bread, it's cheese, it's sauce. It's delicious. It is, I I mean... Tomatoes and tomato sauce It's just delicious It's just delicious Anyways Thanks to Andy Haynes Fantastic times Go check out All of his great stuff That he has out there Check out the now this Check out his stand up Check out his old uh, uh, 30 minute special On Comedy Central It's all good It's all good Uh, Okay Dave Last birthday suit Are you ready? Give it to me here we go. This one, I think you got. I'm going to go out a limb. I'm going to say you got it. Our birthday okay. suit was born on February 19th, 1963 at St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, London. Hmm. His okay. birth parents could not take uh, care of him, so he was actually in a foster home. Uh, Growing up, he always loved music, and and starting in the early 80s, he started singing at local clubs and bars. In 1987, he joined a funk band called Push. That's right. In 1990, he decided to go solo, met a producer who helped him record the single, Killer, and then he eventually put out a full album, which also featured the single, Crazy, Hmm. which was an international success. uh, Success. In 1994, he released his second album. One of the songs was used for the soundtrack of the Batman Forever movie. Mm. It was a huge success. The song was Kiss from a Rose, which won a Grammy. And the album won Gram- or won a record of the year Grammy. It sold millions of copies. Uh, none of his other songs ever reach the impact of Kiss from a Rose. He's often recognized by the scars on his face hmm. that came from a specific type of lupus called discoid lupus urethematosus. urethematosus. He married supermodel Heidi Klum in 2004. They were divorced in 2014. Name oh. that birthday suit wearer. Dang it, I have no idea. All that was before my time. Mm, I thought you'd get it with the, the Heidi Klum. I thought that would no. that would cue you no. in. No. No. He's originally no. from Nigeria. He's got scars on his face, very- is it seal? <laughs> Boom, there it is. Oh. There it is. I was about to say, he's got one name. It's a one name. Yes, Seal is correct. There it is, man. I love that song, by the way. Kiss from a Rose, such a jam. I'll have to
2: look it up after the show.
1: It puts you in such a, just a, I don't know, like a... Uh, a funk. meditative state Funky funk. no no oh, okay. it's, it's it's very it's very calm but it's beautiful and it just gives mm. you this like I'm on a higher plane right now that's right I'm on, oh, okay. I'm in a I'm in a field in mountains and there's just a beautiful blue sky and there's mist below in the valleys that's what I get yeah that's what wow. I get. It's fantastic man. It's a fantastic jam. Uh, Seal turning the big uh what is that? 57. Seal yeah, turning 57. Him seven. and MJ both. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Good call man. Didn't even didn't Thank even you. recognize. Same year nice. 57. Him and him and Jordan. Nice. Congratulations Seal. Happy birthday. Good job. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, okay, Dave. This is the point in time where I tell you about the fantastic shows. We have some fantastic shows. Let me it tell is. you, man. We've got some great ones. Next week, we've got Rising Appalachia. These two ladies. Ooh. Yeah, these two ladies, Chloe and Leah, they're big time. They're super big time, but they're not big time. Word. Right? Oh. And let me tell you why they're not big time. They don't have any record label at all. No record Dang. label. Yet. Even with no record label, Dave, they have over 100,000 followers on Instagram, and they have Ooh. millions and millions of streams on Spotify. Yeah. Dang. Done it all. Independent. All themselves, Dave. All themselves. Good for them. They do what we call hillbilly world music. Oh, so they, okay. they they do Appalachian folk music, but they add world vibes to it. So you've got Ooh. like salsa drums and African drums, and got an and like yeah, there's international feel to it. It's really good music, Dave. Yeah, I think I have to say one of my favorite songs they have is "I'll Fly Away." I don't know if you've heard that jam. I haven't, um, but we'll be listening. On the, yeah. On show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll play it next week. Uh it's also it's it's on uh it's on the O oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Uh Allison Krause sings it on it. It's oh, a jam, nice. but I got to say they take it to another level. Yes! They take it to another level. That's saying a lot cuz I really like me some Allison Krause. I like her. Yeah. Uh also, not only do we have uh the uh Appalachia Rising, we also have The Hogslop Band. Say what? The Hogslop String Band. And another folk group right there. Let me tell you about this. We've got Gabriel Kelly coming on the show, who's their guitarist and singer. This guy is world famous. This guy has played with just everybody, man. He has toured with some of the biggest people. Greg Alman. he has toured with. Marcus King, he has toured with. Just like all these big names. So yeah. laid back, but he's all about. He's he's the same as Rising Appalachia. He wants to find the good music and release that solid good music. We're going to talk about his his full band, which is the Hogslop String Band. Very excited about it. Then after that, Dave, we've got Southern Avenue coming on the show. Ooh. Fantastic! They did last year. They did Bishop Gun uh, Bishop Gun's uh, uh, Crawfish Festival and now they're coming on the show. I'm very excited to have them. Then after that, Dave, in the studios... Keep them coming. In the studios, we have Red Jumpsuit Apparatus coming in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Ronnie is going to be here. The band's going to be here. We're going to talk about their new album. We're going to talk about all their continued success... I'm going to ask them about Lonely Highway because they got a connection to Lonely Highway. They're right down the street from those guys. So we're going to talk about all that. I can't wait, Dave. I can't wait. That's a full month of shows coming. Dude, you're packed. Yeah. Yeah. When it rains, it pours, Dave. It pours guests. true. It pours guests. Well. Yes, sir. Until next week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Been good to been back, guys. Woo! Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out.
2: Zippity-doo-da.